Okay, so it's Christmas to quote Yay. to quote Noddy Holder. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> he went into that quite, <laughs> quite passionately, and then just halfway through, like really whimpered you, you out. Did, there, yeah, you whimpered out. Really of it. whimpered out. It's Christmas, but it ain't. It, nah. A bit like when you watch the telly and it's a Christmas special, oh, like, but it's not. It's not Christmas. Sorry to tell you, kids. Jules Holland's Hootenanny is not filmed live on New Year's Eve. You heard it here first on Paul and Scott's Midlife Point. I'm Paul. He's Scott. Hello. I did sort of shout a bit then, but uh, never mind. But you know what? That that actually, when I realised, like, oh, they're not taking their time out of Christmas to be away from their families. So it's it's like the ultimate question. When did you first find out that Jules Holland's Hootenanny wasn't filmed live? Uh, about 10 seconds ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> did you not know? No, I probably did realise. <laughs> but in all honesty, I, I probably assumed a lot of these shows, when I, like the, I don't know, even though like the new, is it the New Year's stuff? like that. Well, I suppose they are, aren't they? The live stuff is obviously live. Oh, like Big Ben and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cause... that would take some planning if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is it though? Is it live? I don't know. Well, exactly, it could just be propaganda, couldn't it? What do you know? I'd love to go on one of those shows where it's a New Year's Eve, uh, Eve thing. Uh, you're on the telly, but you know they're obviously going to be giving you booze and that. Like, you know, it's party sort of experience, isn't it? Like, just do whatever the fuck you want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just make memories. Make like the top ten or top one hundred sort of TV moments countdowns. Do you know but what I mean? Basically, just... be Oliver Reed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they will ply you with drink because you'll make bloody good telly when you've had a skinful. I went for a rabbit hole on point of watching Oliver Reed on YouTube. Just okay. like, just moments where he's been interviewed, he's on shows or whatever like that. He is so like, especially when he's been, when he was on the beer and he's on the, you know, on the booze. It's just brilliant. I can't really quote anything. I just went for down a rabbit hole. This was like early this year. And it was just brilliant. I couldn't stop watching them. Yeah. They were so good. Like when he bought that big manor, in the uh, countryside somewhere. I don't know where it was. And then mm. you, if you know, and he's like, you know, he's talking like, oh, he's yeah, taking around like, God, he's like really actually well man. He's a gentleman actually, like a heart. Yeah, he's Give like, a few beers. He's what you would call an actor. Actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was, but he was really charming. I'm sure, I'm quite sure it was like, um, uh, a woman uh, reporter, journalist that um, he was taking around his uh, manor. But every now and then he would sort of go into some sort of random room that had have like random patents on or something on the wall or whatever and it, you know we started talking about it but uh oh no i wasn't expecting to go on to it oliver reed but that has made me think of a really good um keith moon story so oh, yeah. keith moon drum of the who um he was good mates with oliver reed they did uh the film tommy together they're both in um and keith moon was about to go on tour to america so one morning oliver reed goes outside his front door of this mansion you just mentioned and at the front door there's a little dog tied to a post and a massive stuffed rhinoceros <laughs> and there's a note from keith moon gone to america on tour please look after my pets <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love it brilliant do you know do you know what just what really made me think get into the festive period uh, uh, uh feeling of of christmas yeah. Words up. The fact that I'm wearing all black. I mean, literally, <laughs> I've made no effort to look Christmassy in any way, shape, or form. No, I can't say I mean, the either. reality is it's the 8th of December. Oh, you've ruined the magic for the boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I completely forgot that this episode was, was supposed to be Christmas related. 
nothing topical about Christmas is going to come out of my mouth. So I don't know how Christmassy this is going to feel. You never know. It might do. So what I'm saying is this is all on you. <laughs> so, okay. So you do you consider the fact it's not Christmas yet? So I just want to get an idea. When does Christmas actually start for you? What do you count as the start of Christmas? Christmas Eve. Is that the, is, the, is that honestly your start? That's Christmas has started Christmas Eve. No, I, I do. I mean, I suppose you start to get a feeling. So I was in Greg's the other day. <laughs> okay. Very, very Christmassy. <laughs> and they had, they had some decorations up. They had some. Uh, they had a Christmas Greg's meal deal, whatever it was. <laughs> A festive slice, I'm pretty sure they had on a sale. Any festive hits playing in there? Or? And they had a bit of Mariah Carey playing. So, okay. you know, I felt Christmassy. I felt warm inside. I felt nice. And then I left Greg's and then I didn't feel Christmassy at all. So Zero. A, so a split second Christmassy feeling in yeah, Greg's. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Although, what I would say is, uh, every time I've gone to into a, a retail outlet, a supermarket, you know, a, a shop of some sort... And they're constantly playing, obviously. They're just looping around Christmas songs. Imagine working in that for eight hours. <laughs> I mean, if you like Christmas, great. They're, but Jesus, uh, geez, I, can, I couldn't deal with that. Do you know what's also mental? Is that, so in my car, I've got a nice digital radio with like about a thousand radio stations on it. Ooh, get I'll, you. I know. I'll, one of them, when I was flicking through to find a good station was Heart Christmas. But this was in July. <laughs> are you being are you are you being serious that someone on in July, in the middle of summer, tunes in to Heart Christmas FM? Bloody or hell. Or digital radio is it be? I mean wizards say I wish it could be Christmas every day, but fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. It's a good song that, but fuck that. But surely there's gotta be someone who works at that station. I mean, I presume they don't have DJs like live throughout the day. I'm guessing it's just like almost like a playlist with some adverts yeah, in between. Yeah, exactly. But someone's got to be in charge of that. So there's got to be someone sat there in an office or studio somewhere who has to be listening to those Christmas songs all the fucking time. I imagine. Well, I can't imagine, to be honest. I mean, that's got to be worse than actually working in a shop where you hear it for like Merry five Christ- weeks. Merry weeks. Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bar humbug. No, I don't know. I think because my son now, he's 19, he's moved out. I don't know if we covered this already, but he's moved out. So now it's just me and my wife uh, at home. And I've done all that. I've done it as a kid. I've done it as a parent. And maybe it's just the way I'm feeling right now, but I don't give a shit. Really? I don't give a shit. Apart from the time off, obviously, I'm really looking forward to that. Are you still going to put a Christmas tree up? Yeah, I suppose. Because you kind of have to, is yeah. that is that it? But you know, and I don't know, we're going, I'm going off topic here, but it's just it's tra- the traditions as well that I can't be bothered with. I like, was actually, I was going to ask you if you've got any Christmas traditions that you no, sort just of... in general. My wife, like, she, she loves Halloween, but it's only so many times I can celebrate Halloween. And I'm 41, year, I'm 41 years old now. I'm not opening the door to trick-or-treaters. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Trick-or-treat. Slam the door. No, you're right. Yeah, I think we spoke about this a few episodes back, but I, I don't get the whole Halloween thing. I really don't. I mean, if you no. like it, fair yeah, play exactly. to you. Exactly, fair play to you. But I, I guess it's the same with people with Christmas. I mean, I, I kind of really like Christmas. I'm, I'm like a big kid still. Are you? Yeah, oh, I fair am. Fair play, and I like that. I respect that. I'm just miserable. I can kind of imagine, though, that 
yeah, why you would think I'm actually I'm done with it now, and it's yeah, I I do kind of understand that. I do. I suppose it's it's nice to have these traditions uh, uh, that we celebrate, but I don't know. You know, Halloween, Easter. What else is there? Yeah, I mean, they never. Why not mix it up a bit? Why not have Christmas in August next year? Would that make it a bit more interesting? August. <laughs> yeah, just change it each time. <laughs> yeah, we don't exactly. know when we don't know when it's going to be until yeah. like maybe the year before they announce. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even an example of something similar. I was about to say when they announce when the World Cup's going to be hosted, <laughs> but that's not the same thing. At all. Now the World Cup. Now, now we're talking. You know, now we're talking. I can get up for that, but I don't know. I've just done it. You know, it, it might it might the stage of my life. I've done it forty times already. Speaking of Christmas and the World Cup, should Christmas be every four years? Would that make it better? It would be a bigger event, wouldn't it? To it be I fair. think it would, yeah. I don't. Do you know what? This year, like, I suppose because my son's moved out, it's, maybe I've lost a bit of Christmas because my son's gone now. So, like, not gone, but he's still yeah. he's alive. <laughs> but he's not at home anymore. And sort of the joy has left me because of that now. He's a grown man and stuff. But in turn, in his own place, he's excited now about Christmas. So doing it, I suppose, and having Christmas at his and then buying presents. And he's, I suppose, starting out as an adult, living, uh, enjoying Christmas. If that yeah, makes sense. a different kind of enjoyment of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. so I'm trying to sort of up, my, up myself like, and yeah, be motivated for it around him. But I don't know. I think I'm just miserable today. It's really bad. I just, I can't. <laughs> I want to stop talking. I think you should talk more. <laughs> should I just talk for the next yeah, half an hour? It's supposed to be a Christmas, a joyful Christmas episode. Oh, I don't think it needs to be joyful. It's just a Christmas <laughs> episode. It just happens to be around Christmas when, when this is coming out. And I suppose, yeah. M- maybe we shouldn't make it joyful. Maybe that would be. I was wearing a thing is we did Christmas jumper day yesterday at work. Uh, did you participate? I did. Yeah. I donated. I'll tell you what as well. It's quite possibly my most favourite jumper now. Really? Not because it's Christmassy, for two reasons. One, it was warm. <laughs> it's really warm. And it's bloody comfortable. Yeah. So it's going in the wash, woolen, with the walls. And um, I'm going to be wearing that again. And I can now, because it's basically Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, I think some people kind of think Christmas starts maybe around Christmas Eve, like you said earlier. Uh, it starts before then. I think I would say a week before Christmas. Yeah, I used to be strictly nothing Christmassy before 1st of December. I've kind of mellowed in recent years. It's now more like the last week in November is when me and Ange, my girlfriend, will consider like putting the tree up and the decorations and all that. All right. So, you know, you said about, oh, which could be Christmas every day. Yeah. When do you put your Christmas decorations up? So th- it's yeah normally around the last week of November. So this year I think we put them up. The tree went up. When did it go up? Possibly the twenty eighth November, twenty ninth. I think. Would you say the beginning of October is too early? Yes, that is far too early. I think around about the twenty fifth of November <laughs> is when I'm happy to start doing Christmas, if you like. So my cousin John. Yeah. I think it's Maury's other half, Sarah. Um, basically insists that they get the decorations up in October. And I said... That is ridiculous. You what? October? I swear to God, the first week of October. Nah. <laughs> nah. The thing is, right, if we have an Indian summer, it's te- you could go out in your shorts and T-shirts sometimes, I'm saying in the extreme, I think we had it this year, 
Uh, and you're, you've got your Christmas tree out. That's not on. No. I think the only time it should be sunny around Christmas is if you're abroad. I don't think summer weather, England, Christmas, the three do not mix. No. That's another thing, right? So this year, it's going to be the first time I've had Christmas off for about 13 years because of my work commitments. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, Lanzarote, let's do it. Okay. Christmas. Um, what, what comes after Christmas? Boxing Day. God, yeah. I, had a, I had a brain melt there. When does Boxing Day start for you? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, 27th, that little period of time after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year, or just jump on a plane and go somewhere hot. But no, it's just, it's not right. I don't, I don't know. I just find, I just don't think I feel right doing it. I know what you mean. I, I think I was always very anti doing anything like that. But yeah. nowadays, I kind of like the idea of it because it'd be something different. Yeah. But at the same time, part of me would feel like it's, it'd feel a bit weird. You know, associating the cold with Christmas. We don't get bloody <laughs> snow, do we? But Although in years to come, I am going to do it. We Or I am. I don't know if I'll go by myself. <laughs> Celebrate the Christmas by myself in a different country. Could be the best Christmas you ever have. <laughs> Messaging my wife. All right, Merry Christmas. How you doing? You having a good time on your own in the house? What you could do, she could keep Halloween going throughout Christmas. So she could have it for a few months. Yeah. You could just have Christmas by yourself in Lanzarote. But what I like the idea of is going somewhere random for Christmas. And then what, like for a dart at a map kind of thing? Yeah, is it as good? Is it still Christmas? Now this—that's a really strange question. But if this say you're in, I want Jordan. Yeah, where, yeah. Where, where's Jordan? Is that somewhere hot? <laughs> Could someone email midlifepoint@gmail.com and tell us where right. Jordan is, please? I don't know if it's hot, but this, it's somewhere hot. This, you're saying yeah. You, yeah. Let's say you go somewhere hot. Let's say it's Lands Roy. So you're in your hotel. Uh, all right, uh, you go down to the beach, you have a little swim, you hit a bar, you have a couple of San Miguel's, because you're in Spain, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you look at your, oh, oh, it's the 25th of December. Now, would you instantly feel it's like it's Christmas, or would you just feel like you're on holiday? See, that that does not, that doesn't feel Christmassy at all, like, or like realising yeah. at that moment, oh my God, it's Christmas Day. Yeah. That seems really sad to me. But I like I like the idea of just not it not being Christmas. I don't know what I'm almost being surprised by it. Yeah, maybe, maybe no presents. Just no, we're not doing Christmas this year. Yeah, I don't like that idea. (laughs) I can see the sadness in your face. God, it really isn't a fucking jolly episode, is it? However, however, so this is a bit of a mind f. But you're sat, you know, you're sat on the um, uh, beside the uh, uh, the ocean. There, you're, you're having a Sammy girl. It's lovely. The weather's nice. And like, all right, all right, how you doing? All right, all right. And then uh, all of a sudden, you you know, you start to hear Christmas songs in the background. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? All right, we'll end we'll end it there in case there's some sort of copyright issue. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so then then does your brain kick into gear? That has got to make you feel Christmassy, hasn't it? Is that a bit of a brain mind fuck? Do you know what I mean? Well, the like, thing is, if it's sunny and you hear Noddy Holder shout it's Christmas, can you still feel Christmassy? Because it's really hot. That's you're not I'm surrounded saying. by yeah. you're not surrounded by decorations or anything like that. Yeah. It's an interesting one. So I kind of want to do it now to experience it. All of a sudden, uh, yeah. And then I don't know. Then there's like a Santa, like a Spanish Santa that comes out and he's giving presents out, and you're like, 
So am I supposed to... Is it Christmas? Is, is Christmas dinner next? Or am I having a bit of tapas? I, I don't know. So unbelievably, I was looking at the, the uh, analytics for this, this very podcast you're listening to now, dear listener. And uh, a few people abroad have been listening to this. God knows how. But if someone's living somewhere hot, can you email midlifepoint at gmail.com and just tell us how Christmassy it is where you live in the hot weather, please? Because we're dying to know. See, when I was growing up, this is going to sound really stupid. Like I thought in hot countries that they didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Your anticipation there. I think there's some logic there. Yeah. Childhood but logic. Like, to makes me, sense. you know, like say, I don't know, like in Africa, like are they selling. But they're not celebrating it the same way as us. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it will you know, be a completely different feeling to how we celebrate Christmas. It's just different culture, isn't it? I mean, I don't know what how they celebrate in Africa. Do they know it's Christmas? Because <laughs> it won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. Do they wrap we, up their presents? Do they do something different? If someone's living in Africa, could you email midlifepoint at gmail.com and tell us... How you do Christmas in Africa, please, because yeah. we're dying to know. Anyway, can we get back onto like more Christmassy, like nice, warm feeling? Have you got something we can I've got talk to, about? I've, this story's just coming into my head. I don't know if I've told you this before, but um, it, it, it came around my street today. So every year at Christmas, so around about, what's, what's the date today? The 8th. Mm. Again, spoiling uh, the magic for everyone. No, it's, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Um, so this, um, it's almost like a... A mobile Santa's grotto, I guess. So it kind oh, of drives yeah, yeah. through the streets. It's like blaring out Christmas music. Santa Claus is sat in it. Loads of flashing lights and all that. And it drives around the streets in the area in Luton where I live. And it basically collects money for uh, Keach Cottage Hospice. So really good cause. It's nice to see it. One of those things you see, it, oh, I feel Christmassy kind of thing. Um, I don't know what song was blaring out today. I I don't think I actually recognised it, so it might be one I've not heard before. But oh. it's normally you'd get your Mariah Carey or maybe you'd hear Wizard, Slade, whatever. I reckon this was two or three years ago. This is no word of a lie. That mobile Santa's Grotto drove past my house, blaring out another rock and roll Christmas by Gary Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of stood there and like, am I... You know, you start, you start doubting yourself. Like, yeah. that's, that's Gary Glitter, isn't it? <laughs> Santa Claus is travelling through Luton with Gary Glitter blasting out his grotto speakers. All the kids cheering. I mean, whoever was in charge of the music for that grotto must have got sacked, surely. But I couldn't believe it. Oh, God. I mean, the sad thing is, let's be honest, it's actually quite a good song. But you just can't listen to it anymore, can you? I thought he was going for more uplifting. It was Gary Glitter. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is the last. This is the last episode. It's the last episode. We've We've been cancelled. We've had a good run. Three episodes in to get the Gary Glitter. Oh dear. Oh, let's take a minute. (laughs) Anyway, have you got your presents? Um, we got a couple. We don't actually have to buy that many anymore. But I've got a couple sorted. Still got some to get. But um. Interestingly, my, well, I say it's interesting, I don't know if it actually is or not, but my girlfriend's family have decided to not do presents at all this year for the first time. Okay. So this is my girlfriend's sister and her husband, my girlfriend's mum, and her sister's got two kids, um, two, 14 and 12. They are my nephews, I should know how old they are. But, so they're um, not getting presents? So I think they're getting presents for the two boys. Right. 
but the rest of them, they're not getting each other presents, which means I won't be getting a present from them, <laughs> which I normally do. I'm pro this. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. It, I can see the logic. It makes sense. It takes a lot of pressure off, I think. But like my girlfriend said the other day, I feel a bit weird not buying my mum a present. And I totally get that as well. I, The thing is, I think we've lost the value of Christmas. I think, you know, we just, it, we put, or, or we put too much value on Christmas in terms of the presents that are bought. It's too much about, oh, how much you've spent and what you're buying rather than actually the thought of what you're giving, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I do know what you so, mean. So, yeah. you know, back in the day, you know, or even now, like actually some of the best presents that I've given, I, you know, is something that maybe I've made or um, I'm trying to think of an example, but, you know, just anyone could buy someone a 500 pound Fitbit watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, it's a nice, it's, it's nice. Thank you. Mm. But there's not a lot of thought in it. You just spend and load money for kind of, for the sake for the of sake getting of a it, present, for the sake yeah. of getting a present, yeah, yeah. So we, 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 I know we've 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 taken and we've done presents this year, but we've just put like just low values on it. And just, just two or three presents each. Don't go mad. My mum and dad are retired now, so like they can't they can't spend a lot. Hmm. But no, no I, presents, I think, is that's probably too extreme. I think, but you know, if you can do something like yeah, or make something. You know, make something. Yeah, maybe, that'd be maybe, nice. Yeah, you yeah. know, like put some thought into it that way. Like, like we've done it a few times where you can buy like the little sort of uh, hamper baskets, and then it comes all like you can package it up and put a ribbon around it. So you put what in in there what you want. So you might be like chocolates or f- nice food or something that's personal to that person that they might like. Then you can make up your own ham- Christmas hamper. That's quite a nice way of doing I it. I like that. That's nice, yeah. yeah. Make some homemade cake, Christmas cake, that sort of thing. See, we're bringing the mood up a bit. This yeah, is good. I like exactly. this. Exactly. But speaking of my girlfriend, I'm going to bring the mood crashing right down again now. But <laughs> now this would probably make you fucking cry if nothing else. So when she was 15 at Christmas, she received what she regards as her worst ever Christmas present. And do you know what it was? She got given by her parents... And I don't think her mum's going to be listening to this. I think I'm okay. They bought her GCSE revision books for Christmas. You're joking. That's tragic, isn't it? Every time I hear the story, I part of me dies inside. It's so sad. How did she feel when she received those GCSE revision books? Absolutely gutted. What was she expecting? Something nice. <laughs> <laughs> A nice gift for Christmas. For but like, you know, like, I don't know what. Uh, your other half was into like a Barbie or like I don't know I'm, I'm well she was 15 really, like, so it might be a bit old for Barbie I suppose yeah but maybe whatever 15 year olds maybe a nice you know novel like I don't know Anna Green Gables is that something girls read <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what girls like some kitchen utensils <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's half audience <laughs> lawnmower yeah you know, but G- details. GCSE revision books. I I'm mean. joking. God. Before you write your letters in. So my uncle, uh, bless him, uh, he bought me a pack of white socks. <laughs> probably the worst present I've, I've ever had. Although I probably wore them. They were probably quite comfortable. So is it the worst? It's By the time I was thinking, mate, you might as well not have bothered. It's kind of, I think it's, White a, socks. it's a useful present because it's always handy to have socks. 
But as an actual Christmas gift and like zero thought has gone into it, it's, it's a bit shit, isn't it? But growing up, I don't know about you, but white socks with like black trousers and black shoes, for instance, hmm. was a no-no. Yeah, yeah I think you so. Know, I'm not Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't, and I don't want to be. Let's not, let's not get into that. <laughs> you know, so I didn't really want to wear uh, the white socks. Now I see the kids; they they're all wearing white socks. Really? With blood? Yeah, it's a thing. Like Jake started doing it. Got my uh, my son as he was growing up. He used to wear uh, white socks, and I see like kids like walking down the street, and they're proudly their white socks are like flashing. So I think it's like a it's a fashion thing now. So they wearing it like with their school uniform. You yes. mean? Okay. Yeah. Which that to me, growing up, I'm forty, so this was twenty odd years ago, plus. Um, that was a no no. White socks with black trousers? No, mate, you can't, can't be doing that. You have, you have black socks. Yeah, it's like that trend a few years ago. I don't know if kids still do it. I've not really noticed in the last few years. But you know when they'd wear like their trousers halfway down their arse, basically? I think modern kids are just fucking stupid. I think that's that's the answer. <laughs> now, I like wearing white socks. Hmm. I've gone full circle. I enjoy they're comfortable because they're a bit thicker than the uh, the white socks, uh, the black socks that I wear. And uh, I don't really give a shit, to be honest, now. Like, oh, that's fair think enough. Of me, but, yeah, that. And uh, my wife, bless her, she, uh, one year, she got, she got nothing. What, from no, from anyone? Well, from, yeah, from from one of her parents. I won't go in. I won't, I won't name them. Okay. But she got nothing from a parent that she was basically living with at the time. Oh, my. So uh, it- and she was in her teenage years. So, I and mean, wh- at least Ange got her revision books. Yeah, was this an unexpected thing? So it wasn't like in advance the parents said, just to let you know, Vic, no. we're not getting you a present this year. <laughs> no. she, just, she found out Christmas Day. She found out Christmas Day. She just didn't <sighs> get anything. Yeah, that is worse than revision books, isn't it? That's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine the anticipation of Christmas, and you think, oh, you know, what am I going to get? You know, a new CD, or, you know, Walkman, or whatever, Sony Walkman, or something like that. No, so nothing. Was there any exp- ex- any explanation why? I think, I think it had been ordered from Index. <laughs> well, that's and a name <laughs> I've thought of for a few years. <laughs> and uh, which is a bit like Woolworths from back in the day. Yeah, but it was. It was basically like, it was it was Woolworths uh, uh, rival. What happened to Index? They just just weren't that, there. Literally, I've not given them any thought to you mention it, and I'm now wondering what happened to Index. <laughs> what happened to Index? That's another one for our email address: <laughs> midlifepointatgmail.com. What happened to Index? Um, yeah, she didn't get anything. So, but uh, uh, but but they had had they ordered something for her, but she hadn't turned up. I th- I think that might have been the case. Yeah, see, that's that's still pretty bad. I guess you you should to have nothing. Yeah, you should have ordered that in plenty of time. Yeah. So it's still bad, but. Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, I got white socks, but that's from an uncle that was, I, I didn't see him that often. So at mm. least he made the effort. I got something every year. You know, I was quite fortunate in that sense. Did you say it was an uncle who got you the white socks? Yeah. See, I think, just give you, he should have just given you the money. Just give you a five and a car. That's, that's better than white socks, isn't it? I know. Why would you wrap up white socks? That's the other thing. You've got to go to the effort of actually wrapping them. Like you said, you might as well have got nothing. That probably would have been better. I don't think there was much left inside him to do that. To 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 go out, <laughs> buy buy a pair. This 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 face here. I mean, this was like I don't know how long. Let's say it's thirty years ago. He probably went to the market for them for a bunch of white socks or B jams. Yeah. Right. I know. I know what my nephew will want. 
The six pack of white socks. Oh, lovely, yeah, Christmas. Brilliant. You're then wrapping them up. Do you know what I reckon is happening here? See, you're you're saying, you know, you you kind of feel like you're slowly giving up with Christmas. In, I reckon, five years from now, maybe ten, you will be that uncle and you will be giving your relatives shit presents because you've got no joy left in you about Christmas, so why should anyone else have any? That's how it starts. What I'm saying is, right, so for a pack of white socks, a six-pack, let's say... Let's say it was. Let's say it was four. Okay. Thirty years ago, how many? How much do you reckon that would have been? Thirty years ago, oh, it's two quid maybe, three quid. I see where you're going. With. I would have said a fiver, but that's now. Let's say it's. I'd say it may, maybe a fiver. I'd say maybe more eight quid now. Let's say let's say two fifty. Are we really talking about the price <laughs> of socks? <laughs> let's say two fifty, right? He could have got me. £2.50 worth of, worth of chocolate. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I would have enjoyed that way more than the white socks that probably just gathered... A gift that's got, you know, a shelf life. You know, it's a short-term gift, but it's better than socks, isn't it? I know. Because it is, it is the thought that counts. And yeah. there's no thought going and do you know that. what? Do you know what's funny? I, I think of stupid things like this, right? 30 years on, those white socks, where are they now? Because <laughs> yeah. they... They're pretty they haven't perished. So is some person wearing my white socks that I'm talking about that I got for Christmas thirty years ago and really enjoying them. Is someone on the beach right now in Lanzarote listening to Noddy Holder shout it's Christmas wearing your old white socks? Do you know what I really like the idea of that someone's talking about those white socks now and think and talking exactly about where they come from. <laughs> and I wonder who you, who owned these white socks. Yeah. I like the idea of that. That's a lovely thought. A very Christmassy thought, I think. And do you know what's just bad is that even if I wanted to, there's no way in a million years I could find those white socks, <laughs> even if I really wanted to. <laughs> That'd be a good idea for a TV show, I think. Imagine that. Someone looking for their old possessions, thinking they might still own them and just searching around their house. Is that is, Would that be good telly? Where would you start? What, with the, that telly programme? No, or, the white socks. Oh, if I, went, if I was looking for your white socks? Yeah. The loft. So me and you, the loft is my first thought. We team, we team up. Well, let's me find, and you. Let's find Scott's white socks <laughs> that you got for Christmas 30 years ago. Where, we'll, where do we start? We'll film it and stick it on YouTube. Bear in mind, I don't remember what they look like. They're just white socks. <laughs> so we could set ourselves on this quest that we don't actually know. It's what, a white socks. We'll just it's, find some white socks. Got, yeah. Is this them? I don't know. Is this them? I don't know. What about these ones? I don't know. That's that's all it is, isn't it? Yeah. These are they're black. They're, that's, that's not the ones. Yeah, let, let's maybe park that idea. All right. Can I ask if this is uh, w- what you think of this? Right. So, last year, I made a playlist on Spotify just for my own amusement, but I wanted to make it so it was like an old mixtape. So it would be enough songs to fill a 90-minute cassette and it had to be listened to in order, the order I put the songs. So you couldn't play it on shuffle, like a proper mixtape on Spotify. It was a Christmas one, but full of the songs that you don't hear so much as the others. So not, you know, not your classics really, but stuff I, I've heard over the years and I quite like. Um, so I made it and I was listening to it the other night. Um, during the evening and I thought you know what this is a really good this is a really good mixtape I really like this I thought I'm going to put this on Facebook and Instagram I'm going to share this I've made this play- playlist this mixtape I really like it and I'm going to share it 
And then I started thinking, why do I want to share it? Is that like sort of thing a knob does? <laughs> why do I want to no. share it? So I ended up sharing it. Yeah. But I just want to know is that, would you see that and think, why is he sharing that? Like, who gives a shit? Or would you think, oh, that's a, that's a nice thing to, to share and see on Facebook? I just wanted to get your opinion on it. No, it's, I think that's, that's fine. That's, that's, you've put a lot of effort into Well, not a lot of effort. You've put effort into that. Some effort, yeah. Yeah, that other so, people can get enjoyment out of it. So, so I always put not? the songs in like an order where it would flow nicely. You know, I think it was quite well structured. A little bit of thought went into it. I was really pleased with it. I really like it. Yeah. And did you get any response to it at all? I have had, actually had a couple of people say they listened to it and actually really enjoyed it. So, so there you go. That's where the satisfaction then comes from, doesn't it? But I did have that thought like... Should I share this? Like, what? Why? Why do I want to share this? And I think the reason I want to share it is because I see myself as a creative sort of person. So I like making things. Mm. So whether it's you know I'm in a couple of bands, I like making music. When I, when I've written a song or co-written a song in the band, we want to record it. We want to release it. We're making this podcast. It's a creative venture. We make we record the episodes. We want to release it. I've made this nice mixtape. I really like it. I'm really proud of it. I want to release it. And I think that was the reason. Anytime I make something that I'm really pleased with and I'm quite proud of, I want to release it. So yeah, I think that was the reason. But I did have that thought that, should I be sharing this? Why am I? Why do I want to share it? And I guess it kind of got me thinking about some of the things people do share on social media. Like, Do you see anything that's like, why, why have you put that on Facebook? Yes. Now, what you've shared is um, productive, I suppose, in that you know, you're sharing something that other people can get joy out of. I suppose it depends on what you get joy out of, but like you've alluded to there, like what other people share on social media. I've had stuff sent to me and think, and I thought, why the hell are you sending that to me? Like that's actually offensive. Well, like a direct message kind of thing, or well, more just like a short video. Um, and you know, it's like no, that's like you know, it it's bad in some way, derogatory, and I'm like, why are you why are you sending that to me? Maybe some people find it funny, but you obviously don't get me because I don't find that funny, and I mm. think you're a bit of a wally. So someone sent it to me. So basically, someone's totally misjudged your sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, exactly. But also, let's say, all right, I'm not saying this, but this is extreme that it's um, racist or something like that. You know, like why? Why are you putting that up? Maybe it's not a friend, or I've just seen it on social media and it's been whatever. It's been shared those times for whatever reason. You think, why are you sharing that? What what good are we going to get out of you sharing that thing? Mm. The thing is, like the internet, it's like it is amazing in terms of the sharing information. It's great. Like you can go on the internet and you can pretty much search anything. Well, this podcast, we're, we we are expressing go. ourselves and we're sticking it on the internet. As uh, someone from Australia, was it I Australia? think we've had a listener in Australia, and it, whoever you are, Fair Miss... Dinkum, mate, <laughs> he, he's now gone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back. Um, but you, the problem with that is, um, you know, social media, you know, Twitter or X, you know, I mean, the amount of crap that's on there and that people are allowed to say and share, it's just not pleased, is it? So it's, mm. you know, it's like the bloody wild west out there in certain corners of the internet. That's the problem with it. Yeah, it's funny though, because it's made me think as well, um, for people who don't know, I've, um, I suffer from a condition called chronic lymphocytic leukemia which was diagnosed in September 2020. Um, and I had chemotherapy, which finished last year. But while I was going through chemotherapy, 
I just kind of had like, how do I describe it? Just the urge, like the instant urge to just sort of chronicle it on Facebook. I think it was more, so I started chemo and I thought what would be easier is that once chemo's finished and I'm out and about again, I'm going to be faced with a lot of people asking me where I've been. <laughs> so I thought to save me having like the same 50 conversations a night, if I chronicle my journey, well, not journey, it's a bit wanky, my, my treatment on Facebook and keep people up to date, it kind of saves me having to have all these, the same conversation constantly. So it made some sense to me. But there's still part of me that was like, should I be sharing this on online, this sort of stuff? Like, what, 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 what am I kind of, what does it say about me kind of thing? It's not even looking for attention or sympathy or anything like that. It was just more, I just want to sort of chronicle this. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it does. It, and, and I get it, you know, given, I think when you're going through something like that and a lot of people, it affects a lot of people and a lot of people know about it then, yeah, why not? You know, give an update on where you are, how you're feeling. Like I say, you know, and actually, I don't know if it helps people just because of what you're going through and your fight against that sort of thing and people seeing that. Especially now with, I think people have never been so vulnerable because of mental health and stuff like that. Um, Would I do the same? Probably. I think Mm. so. Yeah, I think I'd do the same, to be honest. And what you did? Yeah, because I had a friend recently who um, sadly died of cancer, but he kept it very private. So literally mm. only a handful of people knew about yeah. it. And, and I, I totally respect that. I totally understand it. But I don't know. I, I just, I don't think I could do that. I, I kind of wanted to make it public. And again, not for any kind of attention or sympathy, but I thought it just almost made my life easier to do it like that. Mm. And again, not having the same conversation all the, with I, you know with people about it. I think people deal with it in different ways, don't they? Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing. But what was really nice is one person who I actually didn't realise was kind of following what I was saying because we, we don't have that much interaction online, on Facebook or anything like that. But um, I ended up um, sending her a message about something separate and she replied to me. And uh, as part of the reply, she said oh, by the way, I really appreciated you putting all your chemotherapy posts online because I, I was able to follow it. And I was like, it was kind of worth it for just for that person saying that. And I thought, oh, that's really nice to hear. It kind of, you know, it made me feel like I made the right decision in doing that. Yeah. But it's like when a mate of mine, who's, when his mum died and he kind of, the day she, the day she died, he, he put it on Facebook. And he's like, I feel really weird doing this, but it's kind of the thing you do now. You mm. kind of announce this stuff on Facebook and... Mm. But I totally see why it felt weird to do it. Can I tell you a funny story? You can after that. After I've brought the mood right down, <laughs> I think you better tell a funny story to uh, to take us into the um, the end of the show. Have you uh, have you ever been mistaken for um, another nationality? So someone that thought you was something other than being English or British. I think the only time was when I was in New York about twenty years ago, and I think someone asked if I was Australian. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of natural, isn't it? The British and the Aussies. I think that sometimes, if you've got a bit of a twang to your accent, I suppose you've got a slight Cockney accent to you. It's in there a little bit, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I had it, so I went into um, a shop in Dunstable, and it's not a shop that we've been into before. Um, uh, Me and my wife, my dear wife, we went in there. We thought, let's just try something different. Let's get some lunch from this place. Um, and it happened to be a Polish shop, 
and uh, Polsky Mart. Let's call it that. I don't know what it was was called. But we'd walked past it a few times and it looked really colourful, lots of nice looking food in there. And I thought, let's go and get some nice food from there. Polish nice food. And we did. And we got some, um, I don't know what we've got, bread, crisps. And, uh, you know... Do you know what? I like going to those sorts of shops and then the uh, the confectionery, like the chocolate aisle in particular. Um, all the chocolate bars, all the sweets are different, look different. You think, oh, that looks nice. And you want to try different things. Anyway, so I went up to the deli counter um, to buy some, probably some meat or some cheese or something. And the person had a quick look at me and they started talking Polish <laughs> to me. So obviously I'm looking at them like, at first, I don't think I've quite realised because obviously, not obviously, but maybe the, the Polish person that's talking to me, or the person that's speaking the Polish language anyway, um, they had a, a, a local uh, accent. So it was weird because they were they sounded local, but obviously I couldn't understand the words. And I realised they weren't speaking English. They were talking, <laughs> well, as I learned, Polish or as I assume Polish, been there in Polski Mart. So I looked at them confused. And I think I said something like, nah, mate, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying about English. And they were like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, that's interesting. Do you think I look Polish? <laughs> I've got to say, I don't know if it's because you're wearing that black coat. If I didn't know you and you had, I kind of, someone said, can you guess what nationality this person is? I don't think it's obvious that you're English. I think... Do I look like a Polish gangster? There is something slightly... Yeah, like Romania, Poland, that bit of the world. Something about you. I've never really noticed this before. Maybe it's the coat. I don't know, but... (laughs) You you could... If you had to go undercover as a Polish person... Polish Polish hard man. I think you could pull it off. Oh, no, come <laughs> if on. If Guy Ritchie cast you as the yes. Polish hard man, I think you could do it. Little do they know. Fight scene with Vinnie Jones. Little do they know. Oh, and very, very quickly, yeah. have, have you got uh, the um, uh, the TV schedule? Has that come out yet? Ah, uh, no. See, are you, Radio that, Times? That used to be a tradition of mine, was, was buying the Radio Times. Because yeah. we used to get it when I lived at home. And when I moved out and moved in with my girlfriend... I thought, I want to continue this tradition. I want to get the Radio Times. It will be something else that makes me feel Christmassy. And I bought it last year, uh, kept the tradition going up to last year. And then I thought, Why am I doing I'm this? not going to do this anymore. And this year, I haven't bothered. Is it, it's quite pricey. And I sort of thought, I, I don't... Fiverr? I don't, Five pounds? I think it's something. It might even be more than that. Ridiculous. I don't, I don't read it. I just look for each day what's on telly today. You Google it. I can Google it. Exactly. I know. So I've Who's- just... That's one tradition I have stopped now. Yeah. So, no, I haven't looked at the TV schedule. I think Call the Midwife's on. I'm at an age now where I, I found that oven said awesome to my girlfriend when I found out Call the Midwife was on Christmas Day. Do you know what? There's, there's so much we have. Christmas movies, Die Hard, uh, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. We've had this conversation before. Back to the Future is not a Christmas movie. It is. Uh, <laughs> what, what? Back to the Future it's a is a film, Christmas movie. It's a film you watch at Christmas. It's yeah. not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is. There's Die no, Hard Die is. Die Hard is 100%. Die Hard is a Christmas film. We watched 1 and 2 last year. I don't know why we stopped at 1 and 2. Because 3, Die Hard Revengeance is a movie. That think, is a film. I think I've only seen the first one, you know. 
Oh, you've, you've not seen your Die eyes, Hard with a Vengeance? Your eyes widened then when I said Are that. Are you joking? I've not seen it. Right, no. we've got to watch that. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson. It's brilliant. So, Die with a Vengeance. It, it goes downhill after that. See, you're, you're tapping... Home Alone. Home Alone. I'm Home Alone. Lost in New York is a film. That is a... That is, I need to say there's a I, tune I, I prefer the first one. Nah. That's uh, a classic, but I, New York, the, the, the sequel's the best. I think that final half hour of Home Alone has got to be one of the funniest half hours in it film, full stop. It is it, funny. No matter how many times you see it, you know exactly what's going to happen. It's hilarious, isn't it? I think Marv in the, in the basement is <laughs> it's up there. I would say Marv in the basement with the iron and then he gets electrocuted. The sound he makes when he gets electrocuted, <laughs> it's got to be... Top 20 funniest things in a movie. For me... At the very least, top 20. At the very least. Maybe top 10. That scream, (laughs) when he gets electrocuted, is genuinely one of the funniest things. If you've never seen Home Alone, just just Google Home Alone, Marv. um, It'll come out. Treat yourself this Christmas. Because he gets electrocuted and he's screaming. <laughs> and he just gets to like such a pitch where like you can barely hear it. I think that's the way, best way yeah. to describe it. But then he, he, he's getting electrocuted and you see his skull, doesn't it? Like His skull flashes a few times because he's been electrocuted that much. <laughs> Literally one of the funniest things. Oh, brilliant. I want to watch that movie now. Yeah, me too. But I think you talk about Die Hard. You're tapping into your Polish hard man there quite well. <laughs> but I'll tell you the one film I do quite like watching each year. And this is quite a new tradition. Like last few years... I'm going to sound really sad saying this. this. Is the holiday? Have you seen that? No. So it's Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet, and they kind of swap houses for Christmas. It's very much a, ro- a romantic. I don't, I don't even know if it's a comedy, really. It's like a, ro- a romance, and it's got Jude Law and Jack Black in it. That's, Sorry, that's, have you grown a vagina? I know that and call the midwife. Like now, I've said it out loud. I've really started to question my life choices. <laughs> And I'm questioning this podcast. That's why we're going to end this episode. All right. But I hope everyone has an awesome Christmas. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back in the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. See you next year. See you later.